Hip-hop artists from Winnipeg, Saskatoon, and beyond have banded together to form Saskatoon Folk Rap Records. The label features new and upcoming releases by the likes of The Gumshoe Strut, Epic, and Introducing the Ghost, the fantastic new record from Rob Crooks. You can find Introducing the Ghost as of October 6th on robcrooks.bandcamp.com. Hey folks, this is Monty from the band Loiter here. Just wanted to personally invite you down to the Beer Boutique at 910 Region Avenue in front of the new Best Western Premier Hotel. At Beer Boutique, we specialize in local craft beer and carry a large selection of coolers and ciders. We've also recently expanded our gluten-free options. Next time you're in the area, be sure to stop by and say hi. We love talking local brews and local tunes. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I'm on the line here, online, as always, during this pandemic, with uh, a couple of guys who haven't been on the show before. Uh, although I, ha- I heard your music last year. You guys were nice enough to send me a copy of your of your previous CD, and you have something new that is in the works here, so I definitely want to talk about that. But before we even get started, if you want to introduce yourselves and a little bit about what you do in the band, and we can take it from there. Okay. Uh, my name is Russ Chan. I am the guitarist in Rooftop Static. Uh, and basically we are a five-piece unit that gets together once a week, and we enjoy just doing this. Cool. Yeah, hey folks, uh, my name is Scott Hinks, and I'm the vocalist in Rooftop Static. Um, I've also helped with producing and mixing this this particular release of ours, the second release, and uh, yeah. Cool. That's me. And so there's three others we're missing, so who's who's not here today? Uh, Patrick uh, Farr is our bassist. Uh, our drummer, Adrian Kazit, is our, just joined us a couple of years ago. Okay. And then our keyboardist, uh, Paula Tinkler, um, or Kirkland, it is her other last name. Okay. I keep on forgetting. <laughs> um, she uh, joined us uh, probably a year ago. Oh, cool. Okay. How long has this actually been a band? I mean, how long have you guys been in, in some form or another operating? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, in some form of uh, or another is, is the key component <laughs> here. Uh, since uh, 2013. Okay. Um, yeah, so Russ and myself um, knew each other from a previous project with Patrick. Uh, we had a band, I want to say, Russ, going back to around 2008 time frame called Answers in Green. Okay. It really never got off the, the ground, Sam. Like it, it was um, it was it was sort of a, a year project. And, and then we all went our separate ways for different reasons that we probably don't want to get into in this conversation. Um, but, but yeah, uh, since 2013 and since then we've had a number of different lineup changes. We've had uh, drummers that had to move cities. We've had keyboard players that uh, decided to sort of switch out the projects. Um, but I think myself, Russ and, and Pat have been, um, I think at the center and, and, and not the movable parts so far. And, and we're really happy with the lineup that we have right now. Cool. So in listening to your stuff, uh, First of all, I like what I hear, which is which is always good, right? It always awesome. helps to be talking to someone whose music I enjoy, of course. But I, um, I hate asking this question, and it's a shitty question to answer, but how do you define what it is? Because, I mean, I don't think that it's very... You know, you saw some music is directly something. Like you, you could get a country singer, you know what's country music. You can get hip-hop, a rapper, you know what's hip-hop. You can get a punk band, you know what fits into the punk category. 
you guys are kind of, I don't know, I'm not sure where to, where to place you, um, you know, if I have to file you away in, like, the record store of my head. Uh, if someone, you know, hears you're in a band, how do you, how do you describe it to them? Because there's a lot going on. I mean, it's not just, you know, there's some straight head rock elements, but there's a lot of bounce to it and a lot of, like, you know, groovier parts, and especially having the keyboards and things like that. So do you have a, a label you like to slap on it? I think we pretty much call it alternative rock with a touch of jazz. Okay, okay. Um, so, like, basically, Patrick and I, uh, we go back, like, over 20 years of playing in multiple bands. And our first project was um, more of an acoustic folk jazz band called One Day September. Oh, cool, and okay. So you know you know Jeff Tatro, then? Yes, I do. Yeah, okay, yeah. right on, yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 the three of us, we just played, uh, jammed a lot, uh, Jeff Tater and Patrick influenced me on the jazz aspects, so that was part of my development. So, uh, for 20 years later-ish, I don't know, 15 years <laughs> later, um, Patrick and I have been together in a lot of projects together. So, um, it, it is kind of like rock meets jazz, and not really the pure jazz, but modern jazz. Sure. And then Scott adds a completely different element and then Adrian, uh, who just joined the project um, a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, his background is completely different from all of us. He listens to music I've never heard of. <laughs> and he's really in the mathematical rock alternative stuff. Okay. And then with our keyboardist, Paula, uh, basically, she's a music teacher. So she's been classically trained, music degree and everything like that. So she brings a, a completely different element altogether. Cool. So... I really don't know what is the the way to describe us. I don't know, Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I think, Sam, your, your question's uh, a good question. Russ, Russ hit it on the head. When we write bios, and, and you know bios are only sort of uh, an introduction or, or trying to get you know a, a good description of what the band is and what they've accomplished yep. uh, and why you should pay attention in one page, right? So yeah, I've written a lot of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know how it goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so we, we tend to sort of land on that alternative rock, uh, jazz. Uh, at times we, I think you use the term groove. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll throw that in there as well, because certainly there's there's quite a bit of material that borders on funk. Uh, For sure, we've yeah. Done, we've done some interesting covers from the 60s and 70s that, um, I would almost say uh, we've got a song on the previous album called By the Time. It's almost like Temptations uh, sort of sounding in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so we're all over the map. We, we try not to um, constrain ourselves and we just let the product be the product. But you're, you're right. And, and it's very difficult to, to describe. And, and certainly from our perspective, um, we're not able to really figure out how to describe it in the Winnipeg context, right? Where there's really... Um, in in some ways, buckets of genres yeah. that are really cl- clearly defined. Well, that was kind of my next question: is is you know that, is is that a positive or a negative for you? That, that inability to define it does that help you or hinder you in terms of you know getting shows locally? Because yeah, there are so many sort of very clearly defined scenes within the larger Winnipeg music scene. You know, honestly, yeah, I don't know what we could fit into. It's not like we could play the Winnipeg Folk Festival or we're truly the you know Winnipeg Jazz Festival right. but we're in between that and then we could you know fit in a rock concert too so yeah it, it, it kind of stops us at a certain extent but 
I mean, Winnipeg is so diverse with it its is. sounds. So it's no one's really sounding like each other at all. Um, so definitely, I would say our project is like a Winnipeg true band where we just don't sound like anything uh, on the airwaves right now. Okay. It's hard to pinpoint our influences. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think um, so. Where we tend to play is we, we play the fringe. I think every year, except obviously this year. Sure. Yeah. Um, and. Um, that tends to be a good gig for us. We've done really well at, at uh, like um, sort of restaurant lounge areas like the Orbit Room. We've done really okay, well cool, at cool. Like, the Shannons of the world, the pyramids. Um, and and we, we played a, a number of different outdoor, like, you know, summer here in Winnipeg and, and Manitoba. It's, it's festival season. So we've applied to, to many festivals. And um, I'm trying to think of, of the, the name of the, the place for us where we ended up playing um, uh, sort of a community like uh, it's almost like a you know the the morning apple on corn festival or, or what yeah. have you right but in this particular circumstance the the, the backdrop was really country based okay and so we, we took the stage there and and we probably stuck out like a sore thumb but yeah we still got we, we got a lot of positive responses because I think we're able to to weave in components that I think you know most listeners can resonate to okay uh we tend we, we tend to throw in a lot of covers that that anchor us into something that uh hopefully a lot of different demographics and, and age groups uh will will go yeah hey, i i recognize that and you know create some connections is that something that you're doing deliberately or is it just kind of a product of all of the different influences from the band members coming through um I'll try that one, Russ. Uh, I, I think it's a bit deliberate. And, okay. and what I mean by that is we tend to cherry pick certain decades. Uh, I would say we try to pull from the 80s quite a bit. Maybe it's just maybe the the, the group that, that we are and, and put our own lens in it. Because certainly I wouldn't say that we sound like a synthy no. 80s product or anything like that. I put our different flavor on it. We pull from the 70s too. We, we definitely, I think, consciously stay away from, you know, something 1990 and above. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's sort of what we're trying to do. Um, I think you'll find that, you know, we, we conceptually think that we're early in our careers, I would say, even though we've been around for seven years. Okay. And so, um, part of it's name recognition. So we've got it in our heads that if you hear us for the first time, hopefully you'll recognize us as the band that played that excellent, cool rendition of, song x sure, whatever that sure. is and and plus their original stuff was awesome too okay no that's 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 what you want right you want something to, to draw people in especially especially when you have that difficulty of of pinning down what it is you do exactly right so yeah that that makes complete sense
one thing that, that when I first heard the previous album, one thing that really drew me to it uh, was the keyboard playing. And it's not that there aren't bands with keyboard in Winnipeg, because there are plenty of them, but I don't know what it was, and I think it, it ties into that groove element of it, where for some reason the keyboard seemed like a very driving part of the sound, rather than just kind of color. And I don't know if that is... I mean, I know your keyboard player is not here, but has that always been sort of part of the sound? Is it having a, a strong like keyboard element to it? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so basically, when I started this project, before it turned into Rooftop Static, I had a vision that I wanted an orchestrated sound. So, like, guitar these days in music is slowly fading away from uh, being in music, and there's more synth, there's more loops, drum machines, everything sure. like that. Um, I, I've been playing guitar for over 25 years, and I was taught at a very young age, but... This is a, a new stage for me where it's like guitar doesn't need to be uh, the forefront instrument uh, for this project. So my vision, um, you know, earlier in the day when I was working with Patrick, um, you know, basically I really wanted an orchestrated sound and I wanted like really a keyboardist to play with. And I've never done that in my life. Okay. This was this was, would be my first project that I've ever actually have worked with a couple of keyboardists to get it to this level. So it was really a personal challenge for me to, instead of playing with another guitarist or with a different instrument altogether, it was just like, yeah, I want to hear this layering sound. I also want to hear some lead piano. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that was the beauty of the first album uh, when we had uh, Liam in the band. Um, you know, basically, Liam was just all over the place like he he's an amazing songwriter by himself um uh, but what what he added to rooftop static it was just like he just knew the ins and outs of when to come in and other times he was the background so he's sure. such a, a a great uh addition to the project at the time and he really opened up my eyes to the songwriting that we do now okay yeah i think i think that when you mentioned the lead piano i think that that's something that is maybe is what made it stand out is the fact that it wasn't just background because a lot of the time you have a piano player in a band a keyboard player and they're really just hitting the same chords as the guitarist and it's it's definitely adding to the sound and, and boosting things a bit but it's not it kind of blends in right but yeah your sound it definitely is a it's a standard instrument which is which is cool it, the way the way it's being used anyway so that's uh, that's awesome so what what can you tell me about the new record I mean uh, obviously you know things have it's been a couple of years since the last one I imagine when was the last one recorded. Uh, we released it in 2017. Okay, so you're, you're three years on now. Uh, what yeah. has changed about your sound, aside from lineup changes, because that obviously is going to make an impact in some sure. way or another, but how do you think the sound has progressed between the two records? Yeah, um, so let's start with the lineup change, because sure. I think that's actually important to cover off. So when we were started writing this, this new record, um, I think it's safe to say we were going through some of the lineup changes um, that even got us to, to this version of the band okay. and um we started to find that we were gravitating to i'll call it more of a rock feel um partially because we didn't have you know a, 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 someone sitting in the chair of that keyboard role that you just talked about previously sure. where, where liam played and um we ended up getting adrian and adrian's uh, style uh for drumming was one that uh he would he just bust out some beats just some crazy wicked beats and so what ended up happening was a lot of our tunes ended up being rallied around uh, those those drum beats. So okay. more of a rhythmic flavor. 
Um, so I think a lot of the, the, the songs that you're hearing on this record, um, we still maintain our, our groove feel. We stay, still maintain our, our funk feel. We've got, I think, at, at times more of a... Uh, more of a deliberate sort of rockier sound at times, more intricate arrangements uh, than we tried, I think, previous. Okay. Um, we still hold on to, I think, some of the softer elements um, where, you know, there was a couple songs. I wouldn't call them ballads so much on the first record, but, uh, you know, slower songs. Uh, you know, there's a couple of those on the, on the record, but um, a little bit more of a progression towards uh, intricacy, I would say. Um, that was driven out of some of the drum pieces. And then when Paula comes on board, one of the things that we got with her is while Liam was a very accomplished um, keyboard player and background vocalist, like Paula brings that female vocal to, sure. to the table, which, um, you know, really I, I find my voice and her voice complement each other quite well uh, on the record. And so um, there's a lot of different things that we tried out, uh, I think, vocally that, that we didn't on the first album. So I think at times, uh, and I'll, I'll turn it to rest for a second, it's it's it, more rockier. I think it, it's, at times it has more um, dynamicism than the previous record. Sure. Uh, I'm not going to describe it as, you know, a, a opus type of thing, like 12-minute songs or anything like that, but... Um, the ups and downs are, are a little bit more dynamic, uh, whereas the first record was a little bit more flat okay. and straight straightforward. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree with what uh, Scott said there. I, I think we're um, we're a little bit more rock focused on this album than the first album. Um, I, I think on the first album you can really hear the alternative jazz, and with this lineup, when Adrian joined the band, like. Again, as Scott said, like Adrian came up with some wicked drum beats that I've never heard before, and okay. it was actually the first time I, I actually have written to a drummer instead of me presenting a bunch of chords. So, like Adrian, Pat, and I, we would just jam, and but Adrian would just come up with these weird drum beats, kind of from his mathematical influence and listening to different like alternative rock that I haven't listened to. And he, all of a sudden he starts playing it and it's like, oh, what could I do to write something on top of that? Right. I try to keep it as simple as possible. But um, like prior to Adrian joining this band, we used to be a six piece and we used to have a percussionist in the band. Okay. So um, really like the direction that we were going to from the first album to the second album, uh, basically Adrian became that you know, big box of like, hey, I can play drums, I can do different rhythmic ways of uh, hitting percussion stuff, and you just really filled up the sound. So um, I think this album personally is a bit more, uh, as Scott would say, it's dynamic, it has a punch to it, it has a female vocalist uh, touch to it too. Um, you can hear a little classical in Paula's playing too, the way she approaches it. So it's definitely more of a, I think, together on this album versus the first album. Okay. The first album, we were just trying to figure out our sound, and this one it's a little bit more definitive.
how has the pandemic affected you guys? Because, you know, obviously it's affecting everyone, regardless of whether they're musicians or not. But, you know, over the course of, of the past six months or so, doing these online rather than in person like I used to do, um, you know, I'm hearing kind of like a wide range of effects this has had on bands. And, like, you know, you guys have new music coming out and it's the middle of a pandemic how, how has that sort of affected your plans or your you know what you wanted to do with this record in terms of uh, you know releasing it or playing shows to support it and things like that yeah I'll, I'll, I'll try that one it it's hard uh, I'll say it's hard in terms of um, so we, we recorded the record from the middle of December and it was all mastered by the end of June okay and when we started looking you know if you if you kind of anchor back to where were we in june in winnipeg everything was open you know you go down to the forks and and get a beer at the common yeah it's a wonderful sort of environment and i think for a lot of us it started to feel normal right and um so mentally we were starting to to talk about okay so what does a release look like what does a cd release look like um where where will we go uh are there limitations on any venues right now in terms of uh capacity and at the time there was um but you know there was sort of i'll call it hope or optimism that things were going to open up again sure yeah and and we'd be good to go so we started reaching out to places like you know the west end uh the park uh the pyramid good fits for us places that we've all done releases before and and sort of got the lay of the land and where were they at in terms of um you know what they were doing for their customers and trying to keep social distancing etc and um then we started rehearsing over summer and started hearing about second wave. And so we're like, well, where, where's that? What, what would happen if we had a release in the fall? Fast forward to now and things are starting to collapse a little again. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, we've got, um, if you're classified and it depends really on the liquor licenses in Winnipeg too. Right. right yeah. So if you're classified as an entertainment venue versus maybe a nightclub, uh, you're shut down completely. Whereas, you know, some places, depending on their license, are able to have 50% capacity. So not going to lie to you, Sam, it's been a mental challenge for us um, because I think Russ, myself, Pat, Adrian, Paula might have been used to what I'll call the traditional way of, of releasing, which is, yeah. you know, um, we're still planning to do CDs. We still sell a handful of CDs at shows and here and there and for a CD release. Um, all of our tunes will be available for October 30th as part of a uh, digital release. So that's iTunes and Spotify and yeah. all the other, you know, streaming channels that you, you can fill your boots with, but it's just not the same, right? Like it's just not um, getting your product, seeing your friends, family, and your fans come out supporting you for sure, getting the t-shirts done. So it's not to say we're not going to do that, but the timing feels off. And, and I think we're, we're really struggling to, to wrap our minds on how to promote it. And we know that that many bands, um, you know, come on your show and 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 talk about their album, and uh, you know, there, there's other venues where people are doing, you know, sort of live recordings and yeah, and, live streams and, and stuff. Yeah, 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 live stream, sure, hundred percent. And, and certainly, we've talked a little bit about that, and and um, that's something we are kicking the tires at. Not going to lie to you, but it um, it seems challenging. It also, when you put yourself in the the shoes of, I think, the consumer. Um, we've talked quite a bit about it and we often wonder like are people caring about music right now? And, and I want to believe in a world where we do because sure, yeah, for me, course. music, mu- music, music's always been sort of my, 
emotional and mental salvation, right? That's where I go get lost. Yep, yep. And, and But for a lot of people, just having a job and, and making sure you're not sick and taking care of your kids or whatever yep. is the focus. So um, we're really hoping that we get some good momentum to start off with. But I think you're very familiar with many of your bands that you probably have on here and, and you know the music industry well enough. You, you tend to want to start off with that big push. And so we're trying to figure out what, what does that big push look like and how do we keep momentum in this environment? And I, I don't think we have all the answers. I don't think there is an answer. I don't think there's there's one answer to, to solve that because I think everyone's trying so many different things and some are hitting, some are missing. And yeah, it's just, it's it's very strange. <laughs> it's, it's a weird yeah. weird time to be to be doing this for sure. But yeah. at least you kind of have a date when you're going to put the digital stuff out. So that, that gives you a you know kind of a, a point to look forward to even if yep. you can't do a, a traditional CD release show, right? Hundred percent.
I'm glad to hear you're still putting out CDs as someone who, you know, refuses to move over to Spotify and all that stuff and still listens to physical media. It's always nice. It's always nice to hear bands are still doing it for the people like me who, you know, are actually going to gonna listen to a CD. So that's, that, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, if people want to hear more of your stuff, I mean, you know, if they're hearing about you for the first time, maybe on this podcast, uh, what's the best way for them to find out more information? Um, you know, because it's a podcast, someone could be hearing this three months from now, and maybe by then, maybe things will be a bit different. Maybe you guys are actually able to play shows. So, you know, what's kind of, is there like an information hub where they can go to to find out show information or where to download the music and things like that? Uh, basically, really, it's our Facebook page, okay. which uh, functions as our website, and then it links to everything. So, um, it will show you how to get to iTunes, Spotify, um, I guess Amazon too to where to buy our album. Uh, also SoundCloud if you just want to listen to us. So really, yeah, we treat Facebook as our, our main website and direction, and it'll guide you wherever you need to go cool. on how you want to stream our music. Cool, cool. You know, that's, that's good. I mean, it's um, there's so many options, right? I mean, just like there's so many options of what places to stream it, now there's so many ways to. Everyone's got 17 different social media accounts. <laughs> Sometimes they're not all, uh, you know, enough upkeep on each one of them. But, you know, that's, that's, that's good to know. Um, so assuming, I mean, this is a big assumption, but assuming things get back to some semblance of normal in the near future, I'm not convinced it's going to happen, but if it does, what is sort of your plan of attack once you, we get out of this pandemic? Do you have an idea of how you're going to approach kind of continuing as a band once shows become more available and once, you know, you can actually do the things that you had intended to do? Yeah, I think we do. I mean, let's just start off with, so in addition to where Russ went regarding the streaming pieces, yeah. uh, and to your point, we're, we're planning to have a physical CD. Um, that You'll find that in your local CD stores, which I hope, you know, I, I imagine, Sam, a lot of your listeners are going to places uh, like Into the Music, sure. Planet of Sound, For et cetera, sure. and going to support local musicians, and certainly we'll have our products there. I think secondly, um, you know, I'm not going to lie, we're, we're still going to, chip away at the the music festivals that we haven't got a, our foot in the door yet yeah um and still rely on the venues that uh, that we've got a good base and and, and home and so like we mentioned the fringe um uh shannon's is a big supporter of us um you know we've been talking to dave at the pyramid who the albert's reopening that's right yeah. uh and he was trying to get us to come down and take a look at that and he's like the renos are awesome and it's like we, we just didn't get a chance before everything sort of shut down right yeah so um well didn't that happen just as it was shutting down too didn't they just renovate it and then this happened again it it did yeah we we were going back and forth with them uh like literally i think two weeks and then yeah so i i think um our our goal would be um you know clubs are like bars oh well, actually the cavern's been really good to us too so shout out to them we played there a few times and actually had some of our, uh, our, I think, our funnest nights there. Um, I think you're going to find us in those type of venues. We're also looking for um, one of the things that we're, we're hungry to find is partners and bands that, that feel like a good sort of matchup to where there's cross-pollination between, you know, uh, the draw that they bring out and the draw that we bring out sure. and, and just make it a really great night. So um, that's something that we've been uh, hungry to sort of partner with. And I think for us... Um, it's sort of the Manitoba festival circuit in the summer, plus the different bars and venues in Winnipeg. We wouldn't put it past us to, to, to think about a, you know, a sort of mini tour. Uh, you know, you know, just as much as uh, we do, you're either kind of looking out West and doing a whole bunch of cities there, or maybe down in the, uh, 
uh, the Toronto, uh, Windsor, you know, those, those type yeah. of uh, areas, right? So um, we'll, we'll see if, if our product takes us there. Um, I think in addition to that, um, we've got a few contacts in some of the film industry here and hoping, hoping maybe we'll, we'll land some licensing. We had a, a song that landed in... Uh, in a, in a film uh, that, that was locally made here oh, cool. uh, off the first album. So, um, you know, hopefully that that's something that we can get our music out there as well. Cool. Yeah, that's a very different avenue than I think a lot of bands are thinking about, but that's that, it's, it's definitely an, an option, right? I mean, especially with Manitoba's film industry continuing to grow and, you know, get more and more prolific. It seems like every every week I drive by somewhere and there's a movie truck film and something, even during the pandemic. So, yeah, there's yeah. that's probably a, actually more bands should maybe be thinking about that. Or not, and then you guys can you know take advantage. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are still going through this. I'm glad you have uh, you know have the record coming out despite what's going on in the world. And um, hopefully people will check it out. And hopefully that will translate to people wanting to check you out. You know, once once things get back to some form of of normalcy, because I think I think it's it's almost like hitting a hard reset on the whole music scene. Uh, this this situation because everyone's no one has shows you know regardless of how successful or or how how much of a basement band they are it, it doesn't make a difference like you know the big bands aren't playing shows either so it, hopefully I mean I'm hoping that this will give independent bands maybe a leg up because everyone's starting from the same level once things sort of come back but I don't know it's it's a mystery I I, I agree I, I think one of the things that'll be really interesting to see so we we did spend. So COVID started, I guess, officially the end of January, right? Yeah. So we were we were already about a month and a half into recording our album. And most of this was, like, we didn't write during this period, but we, we recorded during this period. I think what will be interesting to see is who is quietly, or maybe not so quietly, recording and developing new music oh, right sure, now. Yeah, in, yeah. Not just in Winnipeg, but across the world. And what awesomeness is actually just around the corner when, when they're ready to release. So that'll be really exciting to see. For sure. 